Rugga Matrix America College Edition is brought to you by the new look RugbyMag.com and the USA 7's Collegiate Rugby Championships June 4th to 5th at PPL Park in Philadelphia. Go to RugbyMag.com for details and also check out USA 7's CRC.com. <laughs> All right, welcome everybody to the latest edition of Rugga Matrix America College Edition, and we are back after uh, a week off. And if you notice that uh, RugbyMag.com had some a uh, little bit of a hiccup there when we were uh, trying to um, migrate over to the new site, and that's all fixed. That's good. I'm back in town after being traveling around, look, watch, watching a bunch of rugby games, and I have Pat Clifton and Bruce McLean with us here. And uh, Pat and Bruce, welcome to the show. We're ready to talk college rugby. Yes, we are. I, too, am back in from uh, Salt Lake City. Just got back today, watched a couple of games myself. And I am very excited about the results and the fact that things are tightening up in the college premier division. So this is going to be a really fun show. Yeah, well, no, no or fewer huge blowouts, which is really nice to see. That, that's a good point, Bruce. And... You know, just a quick rundown of the scores, and, and we'll get going talking about some of the games that we're excited about. And I know, Pat, you were at one, and, uh, you know, I've been uh, checking on one of the other big ones on video, and we'll see what we have to say. Uh, Army defeated Ohio State 57-15, Arkansas State 70-21 to over Notre Dame, Navy 27-10 over Dartmouth, LSU 41-11 to over Tennessee, Penn State 28-17 over Rutgers, Kutztown 32 to 24 over Delaware. Although some reports say 34, uh, sorry 32 to 22. Um, I guess somebody wasn't necessarily looking looking for a conversion or not. I don't know. Uh, Colorado 60 to 17 over Wyoming. St. Mary's 22, Central Washington 18 on a last minute try from Tim Maupin. Utah 34, Air Force 27. Pat, you were at that game, so we'll ask about that because that's closer than a lot of people thought would happen. And uh, Cal Poly 48, UC Davis 12. Arizona 55, Colorado State 16. And don't look now, San Diego State is 3-2, and 39-12 over Claremont Colleges. First thing I wanted to do, though, was get down to the big game that we saw or or we saw as coming up as being the, the big game, and that was St. Mary's against Central Washington. Now, I seem to remember there was somebody, and I don't remember who, who said that St. Mary's, the only way that they would even they would lose that game would be if they had a bus accident. Pat, do you remember anybody saying that? Faintly, I do. Um, I can't recall who it is for the life of me. Yeah, well, it was a, it was a foregone conclusion for Bruce, and it wasn't a foregone conclusion for me. Now, Now, Bruce, you were right. St. Mary's won, and they pulled it out right at the end, and it was in doubt the whole way, which is what it what it's a reflection. And, and a lot of people aren't too happy with how the game went out. It wasn't the prettiest game in the world, but it's a reflection on the fact that Central Washington is still doing some good things. Well, it's a reflection on the fact that the college premier division has – three or four teams now in the, in, in the Pacific coast conference that are playoff caliber teams. When you add in San Diego state and then you, um, San Diego state becoming three and O after losing their coaching staff and, and losing a good deal of their players. I, I think that that's a very, very telling to the three and two. Did I say three and O? Yeah. But that's very telling. And, Central Washington, hey, more power to them. Those guys went down. They 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 had a a couple of results early on where where I thought that people scored a few too many points against them than they should have, and 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 they gave St. Mary's what for? And 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 I and I'll say I, I had spoken to Tim O'Brien and John Everett prior to the game. I haven't spoken to them since, but I, I spoke to them prior to the game, and and they were they were quite scared going into the game because they said Central Washington is a lot better than you, meaning me, better than you're giving them credit for, and you ought to shut your mouth. 
And <laughs> secondly, they said that um, they they said that you know Central Washington is kind of like they they operate their program a lot like Cal, and they're very methodical, and they're very clinical, and they're very physical, and they're very dominating, and and that they will they said look if you don't think that us coming off a Cal game and 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 we're going in with Bob Ford and Jack Clark being being uh, relatively close as as far as uh, as far as friendships. If if you didn't think that they were gonna have a game plan that was gonna test St. Mary's to the hilt, then I was crazy and an idiot. And and they and that bore true. I was and 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 I am not a great soothsayer. Although the Ides of March have passed. Those of you who don't know, that's a reference to Julius Caesar and the Shakespeare play. Beware the Ides of March. But um, no, I'm not a great soothsayer, Alex. Well, it's, it's the it's the Ides of April now, and and I did talk to Andrew Cook from uh, St. Mary's, and he said exactly the same thing you're saying that uh, uh, Johnny and Tim, the the coaches, did did everything they could to make sure that uh, the St. Mary's players weren't looking past this game. And the you know, C- Central Washington has not made Division One playoffs in the past because they've lost really close games to teams like Utah all the time. They're, they are very good. And I think what happened with St. Mary's is that they wanted to score two or three early tries and just put that game away early, and they forced it. They're they're great at the risky offload, but sometimes the risky offload gets them. And I think that I think they they maybe they maybe pushed a little bit too hard early. That's what Andrew Cook said, and it was always going to be a grinder game in the end. Alex, yeah, who doesn't want to score two or three tries early? <laughs> well, okay, yeah, but but who so, we give up two or three tries early, but we haven't scored many. <laughs> we you you want to, but. How do you go about it? And and I think that talking to Cook and Cook said, you know, he's a he's a hooker, he's a forward guy. He, he wants them to t- be a little bit more methodical sometimes. And I think that they just needed to be a little bit more methodical. But the thing is, you know, they they said, oh, you know, handling errors, we didn't play all that well. When when a team like St. Mary's has a lot of handling areas, I I I don't buy them being nervous. So I, I tend to start saying, well, maybe they were put into those uh, situations where they made errors by the opposition. So again, you know, if if St. Mary's has a, a bad day, who made them have a bad day? Well, that that's probably true, and that that, that almost certainly is true. That it, it was it wasn't due to uh, I, I don't think it was due to, to nervousness. So I think it was due to pressure from. Central Washington, and and one of the things like you know people say like how do you score early? You score early by being clinical, methodical, and physical and direct. That's how you score early. Generally, doesn't happen from fancy things or it, it it doesn't happen from wild plays. Generally, if you do something kind of wild or chancy, that it goes the other way, and and the other team scores early, but. It, that that's how come Cal dominates games. That's how come Central Washington stays in games. That's how come the really great teams are clinical, methodical, and they're ruthless about it, and they do it for eighty minutes. Yeah. I want to talk a, a little bit about something else, something related to this game, and and related to this division. That's also about the league. Uh, because of the loss, Central Washington actually drops down to, to fourth place because San Diego State won. San Diego State and Central Washington are now both at three and two. And, uh, you know, obviously what, what's going to be interesting is that those two teams play at the end of the season, uh, not for a playoff spot, but certainly for something that matters. Uh, San Diego State started the season one and two. They lost big to Cal. They lost 95 nothing. Then they won. Then they then they beat UCLA, and then they lost again, pretty big to St. Mary's, forty-six-five. And then they go and win. They win two two in a row. The what I've been asking people, and I, I've talked to uh, Craig Hartley at San Diego State, talked to different players, and talked to different coaches. What do you think about the the college premier division? And almost all of them are saying this is like a national playoff game every single week. And we talked about the idea of, of learning the lessons, right? We, we mentioned that in the last game, learning those lessons. Look at San Diego State from 
one and two where they'd lost those two games by a total of 141 points. And I realize the, the level of opposition is different, but they've now picked it up. They beat Cal Poly, which is, uh, which is, uh, an impressive scalp to take. And then, then they beat Claremont colleges. Who's not as bad as, as it might look because they haven't won a game yet. And I just, you know, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty great to see a team pick themselves up and look at the fact that this, this league is more than just, uh, is more than just making the playoffs. It has to be more than just making the playoffs. It has to be something about how they develop themselves as a team, as a program, uh, as as individuals, as rugby players. That's why they're playing rugby. They're not playing rugby to get rich. Uh, well, if I I'm looking I'm looking down and I'm taking a look at these scores and I say one of the things I look at is Army has Army has gotten a little bit better and 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 maybe Ohio State isn't where they want to be. Notre Dame pumping 21 points on Arkansas State. I don't care who they did it against. Notre Dame pumped 21 points on Arkansas State. Navy's had a tremendous, tremendous season, and 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 they and Dartmouth 27-10. That's a pretty good result for Dartmouth. With um, with 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 Sammy Anderson out for uh, for Tennessee, I'm not surprised at the LSU result. Pat and I had seen LSU play life, and I think that we would both agree that LSU has really good structure and LSU has a really good team. They just athletically couldn't cope with life. Penn State had beaten Rutgers by 40-something points in the fall, and and now they took that to, to an 11-point an, an loss, and that's very, very impressive for Rutgers because what I saw from Rutgers in the fall as well with the AC, I, I, I wasn't impressed with the program. And now I've heard that that, that one of our coaches, Federico Reinhardt at the AC, is is going down and helping Rutgers out with, and and I think that they're they're only going to get better. Delaware and Kutztown, and Kutztown finally has has, has broken broken the back of of disappointing losses, but that that was interesting, and that's a very tight game. Wyoming, Colorado, you look at and you say, ah, you know, sixty to seventeen. I don't really know how that game went. I think that the weather has probably been pretty rough on Wyoming as far as their preparation. Air Force, who got wiped all fall and had some really bad losses, taking Utah within essentially within a bonus point. They they have a bonus point against Utah. That's terrific. And I think UC Davis is struggling a little bit this year, but Cal Poly really banging back after after having tough losses to give UC Davis a big um in Arizona and 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 I'll tell you Tim O'Brien told me about Claremont Colleges that they're very big, they're very athletic and that they're a lot of fun to watch. The the thing that I'm seeing is as we had discussed in a previous show that there are third and fourth place teams in these brackets that have highly competitive teams. And it, it's a shame that there's nothing for them now, and hopefully yeah. there's something for them in the future. This this league has been very good for rugby. Well, I mean, some of the programs we talked about already, like, uh, you know, Oklahoma, I think they've stepped up, obviously. Um, you know, LSU improved, obviously, big <laughs> with a big win over Tennessee. They got Robert Johns back, uh, who's a fantastic player and their emotional leader. They're a leader on the field, and I think that, that was big for them. Um, you know, I, I think there, there are a lot of teams that are improving. Central Washington, even though, you know, Alex knew that was going to be a close game, he sees them a lot. I thought it was going to be a closer game than, than Bruce did. But that's probably come to surprise to more people than, than, than Alex and I think, you know, just how good Central Washington is. And Air Force, Air Force is a team I talked about for a while, but I'm sure it comes as a shock that uh, how close it was with Utah. So I don't know that uh, there, there, there definitely is improvement. Arizona State is the A number one proof of that. To go from Division One, where were they out in the round of eight last year, to to where they are now, you know, on the brink of being a playoff team. Um, so there definitely is some improvement, but I also think that maybe some of these teams were better than we gave them credit for all along. We can run into a danger, like we look back on the tournament in Las Vegas and see that a, a Cal team that wasn't the first team Cal team beat. Air Force 90 to nothing. That had a lot of influence on where we ranked Air Force. And we kept Air Force down. They, they, they lost another game. or they, you know, they beat Wyoming 52 to nothing. 
And the response in the rugby mag rankings was, well, I think that was kind of a fluke, which is, it, I think, turns out to be unfair. Air Force Academy is three and two. And yeah. you, you, you win three games in this league. That's pretty hard to do. And I yeah, think that I, Ari- yeah, Arizona State is another one that most people, like you said, would just say, well, they were, they were in D2 last year. So that, that, that's, they, they, still, they still got a, a bunch of things going for them in terms of how they put together their program. Yeah, I think that the, the, the parity is probably a little bit higher than a lot of people think. Obviously, there are these top programs that we can all list off that are just fantastic and they're, you know, 10 cuts above a lot of the other people. But, um, you know, Air Force, I had somebody on the sideline say uh, this week, you know, why does Alex hate Air Force? So why do you say he hates Air Force? Well, he ranks us so low and he doesn't talk about this or that. Well, the fact of the matter is, you know, Air Force did lose like that in Vegas. I know they were playing seven. And they, they, they had won three games. They went against teams all at the bottom of their conference. And so are we going to get rankings wrong? Are we going to get things wrong? Sure. But, you know, Air Force, Air Force did what you have to do to get respect, and they won. And so they're getting the respect. They're getting the, the due, uh, you know, kudos that, the, the, that they've earned. Um, but I don't know. I, I, you know. I don't think there's any team that's really been slighted. But, yeah, I, I agree by and large what you guys are saying. Well, the 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 thing about the uh, the rankings, and I'm going to harp on it because we've been pretty successful. We're running at about an 89% success rate uh, in terms of two teams play each other and the higher-ranked team wins 89% of the time. And if you look at the ones where we missed, half of them, those teams were ranked within one or two spots of each other, just like Kutztown beat Delaware, uh, and they were separated by one one place in the rankings. So what do you mean we, Kimo Sabi? Oh, I... <laughs> You're the guy who ranks by yourself, man. <laughs> You're not even asking Pat Clifton. You're not asking Bruce McLean. You're not asking coaches. No, I'm not. Actually, no, I'm not. I'll tell you, I'll tell you something. I, 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 I do <laughs> run it by people on... I do run it with my people on staff, and I have tried to get coaches to help me with rankings, and they always just sort of say, "All I know is this," or "All that I know is who I play." They won't. I mean, they coaches won't. are tough to have rank. Yeah, they're because they don't see everybody. Although they they see them more on video now, and maybe it'd be better. Hey, you know what? Speaking of video, Alex, I want to get in that. Um, I met a couple fans of the show out in Chicago. Some younger guys who really enjoy listening to. Uh, Rugger Matrix College and Rugger Matrix America and Rugger Matrix International, for that matter. But the uh, they want to know where can they see the highlights of the college premier games. They also want to know where they can see the highlights of the Super League games, which I don't know. I know where ours are. Um, ours are on globalsports.net and the NYAC Rugby. But I don't know where anyone else's are. And... Um, and, and and I said, I would ask. So here I am on the air asking Alex Goff, where are the highlights? And can we see them or can we see the games in general? Because I think people want to see them. They do. And the, the, ga- the games are recorded. Uh, they're, they're, all fil- the, the, they're, they're all filmed and they're all uploaded to the same place that the, the Super League games are uploaded to. But they're not available for the general public at the moment because I, they don't have the bandwidth to get everybody to download know, all these do games. They have them on another site. Do they put them on? Uh, but do they put them on anywhere? There, I, I, there I, are there I, are places where places some people are. There are there are places on on Vimeo and stuff like that where people are putting some stuff up. We're working on trying to get that going on Rugby Mag, and this is this is a new a, a thing we'd like to get more video on there. Um, and I just I, we need a little bit more expertise than, more than I'm able to give. Actually, you know it. what? Talk to your man. I got a place for you to go. Globalsports.net. You join it. It's free. Everything's free. You chuck up every game you want. Guy I played rugby with owns it, and it's awesome. They do yeah. it for high school football. They do it for rugby, and they do it for he, – he actually does it for hockey. It's a guy I played rugby with. It's terrific, and it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. You get to see all the games. Globalsports.net. So maybe we'll try to figure out a way to get that going. Okay, yeah, we'll look into it. See if we, see if we can do that, link everything to the site, and uh, – and, then they can join. Then they can join your site and their site and get get all the videos that they want. They can see everything they want yep. for nothing. That sounds good. That sounds very good. All right. So we we go back 
and we bust Bruce's chops a little bit about uh, the St. Mary's Central Washington game. But in the end, you are correct. St. Mary's does win that game, and you, you're you're pretty much you're right on in terms of your predictions on who's going to make the playoffs. We actually know for the most part what the the matchups are going to be, and I wanted to talk to you guys about what you thought is going to happen from here on out. Now, in the in the first quarterfinal. Cal is already set. They're going to host that quarterfinal, and they're going to get it go against the South number two. Unless Arkansas State does something really stupid, it's going to be life as the number two from the South. So think of that life at Cal. And then the uh, <clears throat> the next one will be Utah at the uh, the winner of Army versus Navy. And that's the one that's the big question is who's going to win Army versus Navy. Then uh, the winner – the winner, uh, sorry, the loser of Army Navy is going to go to BYU. So you've got Army playing Navy in two weeks. Not only is that a big game because it's a big game, Army Navy anyway. It's for first place in Rugby East, and first place in Rugby East means that you don't have to travel to Provo and play BYU. And then the final uh, matchup will be St. Mary's at Arkansas State, which is a game that. Uh, is a rematch of a quarterfinal match from last year in D1 finals that Arkansas State won, and, um, and St. Mary's wasn't too happy about that. So uh, tell me, what, what do you guys think about these matchups? Um, life at Cal, Utah at Army or Navy, Army or Navy at BYU, and then uh, St. Mary's at Arkansas State. Uh, St. Mary's Arkansas State is going to be a great one, in my opinion. I mean, it was a good one last year. I was on hand for it there. Um, but I think it could be even better this year. Uh, both of those teams are fantastic. And, you know, I would probably give Arkansas State my nod, uh, just a slight nod. But I think they play somewhat of a similar kind of, of rugby. They both like to, they like the offload. They like to attack with ball in hand. Um, and I think it could be really exciting to watch these two teams play because I think extremely highly. And you'd have a matchup again of the Evans brothers. These two teams, that they play kind of a similar style, but I think – I wonder if St. Mary's matches up a little bit better with Arkansas State this time around. They, it seemed like their their play is a little bit more centered around how their forwards perform. And I got to tell you, by the way, seeing St. Mary's play against Cal, uh, I have I have become a huge Nick Wallace fan. I think their prop forward Nick Wallace is is outstanding, and I I only hope that he ends up playing for the United States and not for Canada. So that that. Uh, comes on whoever's scouting him better get him uh, funneled into the USA system really quick because he was uh, overlooked for age grade on the USA side and ended up playing for Canada under 20s instead um, love him and uh, you know I think it will be a great game but it, and I wonder I wonder if St. Mary's matches up a little bit better this year Bruce what do you think I think that Pat was it you who took the pictures of St. Mary's scoring a try last year when uh, it was disallowed I don't know who took no, the picture. No, that was um, – I, 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 know, I know who took him. I'm trying to remember. I think it was uh, – Either way, uh, I hope Nick Wallace is playing for New York Athletic Club next year. Uh, <laughs> with the USA. But uh, anyway, um, that game will be a tremendous game of rugby. Last year, St. Mary's had, had, had a couple injuries going into it. And, and, and I think that that's, that's always the issue with St. Mary's. They're they're two or three injuries away from from becoming relatively beatable, and and if they're at full strength, then they're then they're pretty strong. But that said, Arkansas State is is not your uh, this isn't your brother's Arkansas State or this isn't your mother's Arkansas State. These are um, Arkansas State has really figured out how to become a championship team, like. When I saw life with Pat playing against LSU, they were clinical, methodical, ruthless, savage, and extremely athletic. And it was 8-7 to seven at that game. LSU was winning probably 20, 25 minutes in, and life won by 70. And they have a massive amount of athleticism, and the fact that Arkansas State was able to beat them is is tremendous and 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 i would i would have to say i that game is 
as much as I am, as much as I am a Gale lover, and 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 and, and I've I, heard that about you. Yeah, I I would have to say that that game is almost a pick 'em, and of course, if I'm going to pick 'em, I'm going to pick St. Mary's College, baby. But that said, that that this is what makes the College Premier League so wonderful, is that you get a game like this in the quarterfinal. And say so, by the way, it's not technically out of it in the East. No. They can, Find a way to upset Army, and then maybe get some point differentials to fall their way. They've got a long ways to go to get that point differential, but it's that one's the oh, one that's no. not a good. If know, they yet. upset Pat, if they upset Army and Army loses to Navy, then then they're yeah. in bad yeah. Army right. Army has to lose twice, but they can. Right. Yeah, especially it's, especially especially if they if they lose to Penn State, then they're in danger right there. Nobody has really taken the Eastern Conference by the scruff of the neck. And 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 I think that that's that's really the that's really the crux. Right you you, there. you don't think Navy has done that? I don't think Navy's taken the Eastern Conference okay. by the scruff of the neck. No way. I think Navy has done very well. I think Navy has flown under the radar. I think that they've stealth bombered their way through, but they have not taken the conference by the scruff of the neck. I think they got they need to have some dominant. They need a dominant smashing victory over. Honestly, it's going to be over Army, and I'm I'm going to the, to the Penn State Army game, and that's going to be that that'll be terrific. Two the two coaches of Army, Justin Hunley, Justin Hunley, and, and Rich Polito, are Penn State graduates. That'll be, that's good. Well, I'm I'm sorry to Penn State that I didn't mention them, in the, and they are in the mix, and it's nothing personal, and I apologize for that, and I I. Uh, stress again that it's nothing personal if I overlook somebody. And uh, those Air Force guys, by the way, I did want to apologize because when Rugby Magazine printed our preview of the the College Premier Division th- through some weird editing, we ended up editing out our entry on Air Force. So they didn't even get mentioned, which is a shame. And and uh, we're sorry about that. But it's nothing personal. Anyway, Army and Navy still, I think, are at the top because they have they are unbeaten. They basically have to. They 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 are at the top level of that. Um, Utah going to Army or Navy, not Penn State because Penn State can finish second, but I don't think they can finish first. Utah at Army and Navy. I think that's actually kind of a pick and one. It depends on who's on the Utah team. You know, Don Patti's been hurt. He's had a hamstring problem. Threatened Palamo. He's played what two games? One game. He hasn't played a lot. And those two players have have a lot to do with how. How you know the fortunes of that team go? So it's kind of a weird pick'em game, but it all, a lot of it hinges on who the Utes have on the on the team. I would expect to see Don Potty, assuming I mean he's played the last two games, both at outside center, by the way, which is interesting. But uh, he's played the last two games, and, and you know the hamstring thing doesn't come back to bite him. He'll be on the field unless he's in you know Scotland or or London, which is possible, I suppose. But I would expect to see Don Potty. Uh, Threaten Palamo, uh, I, I would say, is highly unlikely. I think we, you and I, Alex, both expect him to be offered a scholarship by the Utah football team. If he's offered a That's scholarship, right. I don't expect him to be uh, playing too much rugby. He said as much to me over the weekend. Um, so, so I wouldn't expect to, to see him. But Utah hasn't – it's a team that hasn't played its best rugby yet, and not really even close. And, and watching the Air Force game, Air Force was fantastic. They're on attack. The vast majority of the game, probably 70% of that game, they were on attack. And the ball was, you know, living inside uh, Utah's half of the field the entire, you know, the entire second half. But every time that Air Force kept within, you know, crept within two points or seven points, Air Force, Utah just had one great individual performance by A.J. now or Don Potty or Mike Kimball or somebody would just take the ball and take it the other way and put a score in when they needed it. And that says to me they could have been doing that the whole time, a lack of focus, maybe a lack of effort. Um, but Utah is very talented. They haven't played their, their their best game yet. So can they put it together for the playoffs? If so, I think that they can beat Army or Navy. But if they play like they have in a regular season, I think the Rugby East, is whichever one comes out of there, even if it's Penn State, is going to be the winner of that game. Utah is kind of a weird one because they they can play a wild, flashy French flair type Polynesian type game, but they're coached by Blake Burdett, who is a prop, played prop and hooker, and for the most part, most times you get a front row guy who coaches a team, he's going to be forward oriented, and 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 I think that's true in 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 most cases. Uh, 
most coaches that have their teams reflect the type of player they were. And and I think Blake Burdett would would acknowledge that he is probably more in tune with the the ins and outs and the the the, the finer points of playing forward play. And yet it's the out of left field um, surprise type open field running play which often wins it for Utah, which I think is a little strange. I think that's because you know I think his forwards play the way he wants them to play, but when you've got when you're recruiting from the same base he's recruiting. You've got guys who just have great instincts, great running instincts, and have that French Polynesian flair, however you described it. He's not going to put a leash on those guys. If you're going to have them on your team, you've got to kind of let them play the way they want to play. And so I think he does that, and he has his forwards play the way he wants, and what you see is what you get out of that. But my, the question with those guys is, can they, can they get some form of continuity? I don't know that that's something that's played them forever, but this year it's, it's been they've out-talented teams. They haven't out-rugby teams. Uh, you know what? That's that's a con- it's it's interesting. No, you you make the point, but it's a weird thing because I've I've heard that recently a lot, and it, and it was it was mentioned a lot with the the Cal St. Mary's game. You know, Cal said they wanted to play rugby. Well, the last time I checked, playing open field running and getting uh, you know punishing turnovers and getting intercept tries that was still rugby too. But people and, and you're you're you, we're reflecting what other people are saying when when people say we got to play rugby what that means is we want to hit the phases and we're going to we're going to go you know run gain line ruck run gain line ruck punch it up punch it up and then we have a little bit something opens up and then we go through that hole that we've manufactured it's all rugby to me and and i think i, I and I, and i think I, I think Blake Burdett recognizes that i just think it's an, an interesting thing that he's He's trying to put in structure because they need structure and they should be reined in. But it is when do you rein in some a, a team like Utah and when do you just say, you know what, guys, have at it. Good for you. Go. It's tough. You know, I, I don't want to tell what I mean by not out athleting somebody. When AJ Tui now starts the possession, gets the possession for Utah, and steps four or five Air Force guys, never passes the ball. And I, to my knowledge, I don't even think he dummied. But he just out athletes these people and jukes people for a sixty meter try. I don't. I'm not saying that's part of rugby and that's a fantastic athletic move. But when you're being pounded on the entire game, the entire game on the back foot, you're being outrucked. You're they're offloading without a whole lot of trouble, and then an individual try like that happens. Uh, you know that that kind of saves them. Whereas they couldn't get the offensive continuity going. The broken play is part of rugby, but if you have to live off the broken play. I don't know that that's an ideal thing, and, and I'm not saying Utah necessarily lived off of it, but uh, they, they got darn close to doing that against Air Force. Yeah, and they, they actually they made a, a national final a few years ago living off the broken play. Um, well, you, you know what? You know what? I, I actually coached Blake for a while at the AC, and although he is a forward, and although he is he's not a very conservative player. He wasn't a conservative player, and he wasn't. He's not a conservative type of rugby man. He played at Highland, who plays, you know, they play excellent defense and high risk. Like they, they really are. I, I, I would look at Blake and say he, he appreciates the Polynesian aspect of the Utah rugby community. He appreciates and tries to embrace it and turn it into what is best for them. Like, hey, look, I coach in a way, and and, and, and we, we speak about it at our clubs, at, at Xavier and the AC, that, hey, keep the game in control, clinical, methodical, ruthless. Don't get into their game. They have to play wild to beat us. You just play normal. They'll play wild. We'll live off their mistakes. They'll do something stupid. We'll pounce on it, and we'll score. We'll do it two, three times in a row. They'll start chasing the game. Now, but there is the thing to say, hey, man, we're going and we're playing. We're running gun. It's like a full-court press. And and I think that a, a lot of that comes from and, – and where I think that maybe Utah's lacking is that teams like that have to create offensive opportunity through defense – and the fact that there's a lot of points being scored on Utah 
means that possibly they need to tighten up their defense so that when they so that everybody understands their roles defensively so that when the other team gets the ball they can knock them in the next week create the error and then pounce on the error Bruce, awesome point, and and I think you're right about Blake. Uh, on on the other side of that bracket, just quickly, um, Army or Navy or Penn State at BYU. I don't think anybody's going to uh, say anything other than BYU wins that. I think BYU just looked awesome, and then St. Mary's probably at Arkansas State. We talked about that, and and that's a bit of a pick'em. And 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 also on the flip side, there, life in Cal. I think that I think it's going to be a good experience for life. And and having seen live play, I think college really, I think they really have tremendous athletes in Cam Dolan, Garrett Lambert, Joe Cawley. I think they really have some great players. I, I think that where they where they're probably going to struggle a little bit is going to be up front. I think they're going to struggle up front, and and I think they're going to struggle with the the multiple phases of clinical rugby, and and I think they're also going to struggle with being in California. I think going on you, playing in a home game, having those fans on top of you, having it, it, they make it a a very home field advantage. They are, they know how to play at home, and and uh, and 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 I I would I think that it's going to be very difficult for life. I think that life yeah. matches up in a couple spots. I think then in the front row. And, and and probably a little bit in the midfield that they probably aren't as good. Pat? I'd say that they're going to struggle 1 through 15 with the exception of 7 or 8, perhaps. one through. I mean, the Cal's back line, and not to say anything, uh, the, the life doesn't have their back line. Joe Cowley's a good player. Colin Carrey's a good player, but they're young good players, very young good players. Cal has very good, very seasoned players. They're not even, you know, that back line's not going to even come close to what Cal has to offer. Massive point there, Pat. Everybody writes on blogs that life is 26-year-old guys. Essentially, life is a bunch of 17 and 18 and 19-year-old kids. They're, they're a bunch of kids with like two or three guys with experience. They really are a bunch of kids. Absolutely true, and, and, and experienced and, kids, most of them from Georgia. Yeah, and and one of the perhaps least experienced or youngest guys starting regularly for Cal, Seamus Kelly, is one that Jack Clark was joking about, saying uh, he doesn't think he was really a freshman last year because he's just so uh, such a mature player and such a mature athlete. And the thing about and, and obviously you know you know him pretty well, Bruce. But the the thing about the Cal is that they don't get bored. That they they'll do three or four or five or six or seven phases, and then they don't do something stupid usually, that because they they've been doing the same phases and they've been working their way down the field. How many times do we see teams working something that looked fine, and then their fly half just isn't excited about this because he hasn't broken through the line yet, so he kicks it. They were doing fine. They had the ball. They were working their way down the field, and then he kicks it, and you you look around and say, well, why did he do that? And people just say, I don't know. Cal doesn't do that sort of thing. And, that's- well, and, and, and we talked about this in an earlier show. I actually coach rugby with Seamus Kelly's dad, John. Um, I coach at Xavier with him. So, and, and we speak quite often about Cal and, and about Seamus. And, and, I, and I have the highest respect. Seamus is probably, he, he may be the greatest player who ever played at Xavier. Um, and that includes Mike Petrie and Timmy Walsh. So that those, those, those are those are big shoes to fill. The thing about Cal, as we discussed in an earlier show, in the event that you get on the field, if you do not continue to play clinical, methodical rugby at an excellent level, you will not play next week. So everybody is constantly playing for the chance to play. So it's it you're not allowed to go out there and lower the standards or play lava lava rugby. You have to go out there and play like a man, very physical, very exact and very precise. And in the event that you do that, you have a chance to be selected the following week. If you go out there and play lava lava rugby and it doesn't come off, 
you will <laughs> yeah. never, never play again instead of lava lava. You'll never never get on the field. You there, may as well transfer. There are very few players who've really uh, been able to play that kind uh, of rugby at Cal and get away with it. The only guy I can think of is Rickers Pretorius, is someone who played a really kind of a wild, sometimes off the cuff kind of play for Cal, but he got away with it because it it worked. Okay, we, we've got to break off and look at some other topics right now, and uh, we've had some national playoffs this weekend. Pat Clifton, uh, you've been checking out on the uh, the, the Division Two side, and we'll be checking in with uh, Jackie Finland in a minute, too, on the women's side. But on the Division Two men's side, uh, we, we, have, um, we have a Final Four, don't we? And I think um, we were talking about it earlier today. It pretty much fits in with uh, Rugby Mag's... Uh, rankings yeah it certainly does our one two and three are all in the final four uh, our number four st louis university was knocked off by our number seven cal maritime in the uh, round of 16 who then uh, turned around and were beat by our number one uw whitewater so no shocks there we only had only two upsets according to our rankings in the sweet 16 um none in the elite eight we had a couple in the consolation games but you can make a lot of arguments about how those don't matter because who knows what anybody's playing for on sunday anyways if you're not playing for the whole thing. But, no, I, I think a lot of it is, is kind of what we expected. Um, you know, Pepperdine to get to the Elite Eight um, perhaps wasn't uh, what a lot of people would have picked. But, remember, they've got the overall number one seat from last year because of Claremont Colleges. And so I think that Pepperdine getting to the Elite Eight uh, and Sierra got to play two Southern California teams. Um, and some people might take this as a slight to Sierra, but it's not. But they had the easiest road to the Final Four. Um but with that said, Sierra is a very, very good team. And, uh, and Salisbury was pushed a little bit harder than I think a lot would have expected by uh, Eastern uh, Carolina, who is the number two seed out of the South, um, winning by just three points today. But, but Middlebury and UW-Whitewater both dominated as expected, and both of those teams, I think, are, are who we should be looking at to, uh, to meet in the, uh, in the final here. I think it's going to be very interesting. But I, I would put my money down on those two. For those of you in in my state of Washington, UW in this case means Wisconsin and not Washington. But uh, Whitewater, right. water, Whitewater has been killing everybody, hasn't they? And, and yeah, yeah, just just destroying everybody that they play. And in fact, giving up 19 points uh, to Maritimes kind of a big deal. Uh, and Middlebury, Middlebury. They, they're just a classy team, and they, they continue to reload because they've been good for about five years now. They just really come out of that region. Salisbury is another team that's usually very good, and they won it all in 2004, uh, uh, where, they, believe it or not, they beat Arkansas State. We're talking about Arkansas State being one of the top four uh, college premier division teams. Back It was, wasn't that long ago, 2004, Arkansas State lost to Salisbury University in the final of the Division Two. Um so I, I, Sierra, you're right. Um, they might have had the easiest thing uh, trip uh, into the final four. Middlebury versus Whitewater in that semifinal. My goodness, that's going to be a heck of a t- heck of a game. Oh yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fantastic. And I I talked to uh, uh, you know Cal Maritime's coach. He hired about that game, and he says he wishes he was going to be on hand at Pittsburgh to watch it. But the winner of that game is is, is the, the hands down. Well, you've got yeah. It's going to be it's going to be a great game, and I think Middlebury Whitewater in, in the final will be fantastic. What have we got coming up for Division One? Division One, we've only got a couple uh, a couple seeds left, and that would be uh, the Northwest, which looks like it's going to be Oregon State. They've got kind of a stranglehold on that conference, so unless something surprising happens, Oregon State's going to be our rep out of uh, the NCRC, and then we've got um, the the uh, Atlantic Coast Championship match between Maryland. And North Carolina next weekend in Charlotte, and that one's going to be a whole lot of fun. On a weekend where we maybe have a little bit of a light load because it's Easter weekend, that's one to keep your eye on. And I, that's going to be a fantastic game. It was, a, it was, I think, a three-point game when they played earlier this season. So, awesome. Well, I, I think that uh, it, um, Oregon State won again this weekend. I think they've clinched it. So uh, we're, I'm pretty sure we're definitely going to see. Oregon State in that one, and I, um, it, it's kind of a, up in the air in terms of how we see it uh, coming out. We'll talk about it a little bit later, maybe another show. But uh, we've we've talked about it uh, uh, over and uh, uh, you know 
when we're chatting about these sorts of things. And, uh, you know, even though they're the only team to finish second in their, in their region, Davenport university is, is a team to really be, uh, to be concerned about. Absolutely. Interesting. Okay. We're going to take a quick change of direction right now, put those guys on hold and talk with rugbymag.com's Jackie Finland, who's checking in with the women's college playoff scenarios, uh, in D2 and coming up in D1. First of all, what happened? We've got um, the the thing that that bounced up in, in into my face was that Shippensburg lost. Was that a, was that a big surprise? Um, a huge surprise, I think. Um, just because I mean Notre Dame's so new. I mean this is they played one season, and uh, I mean they turned some heads at the Midwest Championships. But I mean they eked past another uh, first year team in the first round. So I don't think anyone was favoring them. That was Mesa, the, Mesa State, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so what was the what was the thing about turning heads? Was that uh, was that they just have really good athletes? Yeah, I think they've got a lot of um, crossover athletes. I think it's kind of like Mesa State too. Who I mean, their first round opponent, they just they got a bunch of good crossover athletes together, um, who you know have got decent rugby skills, but are just extremely versatile athletes cool now we expected or i expected shippensburg to do really well to 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 basically to make the final four did they expect that did shippensburg expect that were they surprised well when i talked to scott stratton all the way back in the in the fall and you know i was kind of posing that they'd do well in d2 having come from d1 and he was you know he was understandably a little hesitant to go that far and i mean if you look at the marfu championships or Marfu League or EPRU League they only beat Temple by two points and they were kind of middle of the road this year so forget that they didn't have like an outstanding year like they weren't crushing people through Marfu um, like they had some close games um, but I mean he was hopeful I don't think he was saying you know Stratton thought that they were shooing for the final or anything and then um, Western Washington Western Washington, I think, is kind of the opposite of like uh, of of Notre Dame, because because Net- Western Washington is a is is a rugby club, mostly rugby players, not crossover athletes, and and they they lost to Washington State uh, last year by a point. And Washington State goes and wins the whole thing, so they had to figure that they were a pretty good team. Well, I mean, it was no surprise really that. They won the first round game against Claremont. Um, I mean, it was the first seeded team against the last seeded team. Um, but they actually got pretty challenged by George Washington. They had to go into overtime, and they were down 12 nothing heading into the second half. Honestly, I expected a bigger win out of Western Washington. Well, it was, it was interesting. I was looking at it, and um, I was trying to figure out where they were going to go, and I looked at, and what I saw was George Washington has had played four games against very good opponents where it was either win or go home. All four, only one of those games did they lose. They lost to Shippensburg 20 something nothing. And all the other ones they won. They beat Temple, uh I can't remember who else they beat in the the Marfus and they beat Lee. So it just seemed to me that if nothing else they were going to fight. Western Washington is is into the final four, as is Notre Dame. And then, okay, so who who, who else comes in? We it's it, actually it's interesting because it's it's two smaller colleges that people don't really pay much attention to: Western Washington and then Stonehill, and then two teams that are that are very well known, and that would be. Notre Dame and Radcliffe. Well, um, I think they're both from the Northeast, um, so they see each other a lot during the regular season. And the Radcliffe win over Norwich was huge. They had played and lost to Norwich both at the Northeast Championships and the New England Championships. Um, relatively close, but still, um, like the cadets were the heavy favorite going in. And in in talking to their president, they just said, you know, we come close enough that we thought it was possible, and um, 
they they were they were down seven five at the half, and then the second half was all Radcliffe, and they piled on three tries, and it's just I mean that's probably one of the biggest bigger upsets of of the weekend. And then um, Stonehill they played UNC Charlotte, and um, Charlotte had a bye through the first round because Washington State forfeited and uh, just did not show up to the tournament. Um, so they were still pretty fresh, and Stonehill had in the first round played like a pretty big and tough Winona State, and it was close through the first half again. Stonehill was only up ten nothing, and um, Charlotte's a young club; they're only two years old. So by the second half, you know Stonehill just wore them down and ended up winning thirty-seven. Now Stonehill um, made the final, uh, the D two final a couple of years ago, and they were they were D three champions as well. Um, and, and they didn't lose a game for about uh, three years at one point. But uh, um, I want to talk a little bit about Washington State. Um, here, well, well, first of all, here's what I'm thinking: that the the Division Two women's college game it seems to be figuring out exactly what it is because we've got some teams coming down from D1, and I don't think that's a bad thing. We're seeing teams that are small schools but are pretty dedicated to rugby and working hard. There's some pretty good teams, and I think overall the standard is is better. It's the the, the high level D2 is pretty good. You still get teams that just sort of fall apart one year or the next. But to have the defending champions basically say that they can't get it together to go to nationals, and they inform everyone about this some, something like two days before the tournament is inexcusable. And what bugs me about it, apart from the fact it makes the whole sport look bad, um, are, are two things that have nothing to do with Washington State. One is that UNC Charlotte goes all the way to the playoffs, shows up on the on the day, and doesn't have a team to play. And and in fact, on the second day, of course, Winona State didn't have a team to play, and Mesa State didn't have a team to play because Santa Clara University bailed out on their game. Um, the other thing that bothers me is that there's got to be some punishment, and the punishment isn't just going to be on Washington State University's women's rugby team. It's going to be on the Pacific Coast and the Pacific Northwest. Somebody gets punished. That's not them. And I just think that their action is enormously selfish. I mean, I agree um, 100%. Um, I meant to talk to their president today who insists that, you know, that their school basically um, basically threw them over. But uh, I mean, my jaw dropped when I found out that two matches at a national championship were forfeited. And, like, your heart just goes out to – I mean, it sucks for Washington State if the school did threw them over. But I just felt so bad for the girls who – you know, wanted to exit the weekend with a win, or, you know, they lost the first, like Winona State. It would have been great for them to go home with a win on the second day. Um, Absolutely. And and I think yeah. it's uh, I think it's a terrible shame. And I, I don't know the circumstances surrounding Santa Clara not playing the next day. Um, we, we do realize that sometimes these teams travel really light, and so if they got a couple of injuries, maybe there was a problem there. But we've seen it before, and, and we've seen it for really rotten reasons. Um, that people don't show up, in, you know, and I, I'd, I'd like to find out what the, what the story is for Washington State. If they get treated poorly by the university, that's a terrible shame, and I think the university should get, get called to task for it because you don't just, you don't, you, you don't make liars out of someone. I guess that's that's my problem on that level. You don't make liars out of someone, but if it was. Washington State had problems, or there were problems brought on by themselves. Well, you know, I'd like to know the story. I just, I personally am so frustrated with uh, teams just sort of shrugging their shoulders and not not showing up. It just, it just bugs me, and I think it, I think it makes the game look bad. Okay, so we've got Division One playoffs uh, for women's college coming up uh, in about two weeks, and. What what are you seeing there? What do you if you can handicap that tournament right now? Well, I think the most inspirational game that came out of last weekend, obviously, was um, 
BYU's win over Stanford. Um, I don't think there was much doubt that they were pretty close in talent level, but, um, you know, Stanford has a similar aura to Penn State as being somewhat untouchable on the West Coast. And, um, I mean, they have the firepower. Like, they, they've got an amazing back line, um, and they – yeah, they beat um, Stanford for the Pacific Coast Championship, and they get the number one seed Pacific Coast, second seed in the tournament. And um, I think they're just riding, you know, they're just going to ride that momentum through the tournament. 24-7. So that's actually pretty pretty convincing. And it wasn't like it was a, a last-second thing. I, I I had a a chance to watch uh, the BYU women play in Las Vegas against Chico State, and Chico State is not a bad rugby team by any stretch of the imagination, and and uh, BYU took them apart. Uh, so they play UCLA, and then uh, Stanford Stanford gets stick, stuck in the same bracket as Penn State. So assuming Penn State beats Northern Iowa in their in in their first round, and Stanford beats Dartmouth in their first round, it, at the round of eight, we're going to see Penn State versus Stanford. Which you know is kind of a shame because I mean. They belong. I mean, both of those teams belong to go at least to the round of four, but um, it'll make for an exciting yeah, exciting quarterfinal. Any uh, surprises, you think? Anybody coming out of those those groups that you think will be uh, a surprise? I mean, I would like to see um, Virginia do well. Um, I've been talking to Nancy Ketchner a lot, and she's really confident in her uh, senior squad. Um, she's got a lot of fourth years, like older girls, just tiny, quick. Um, it, yeah, I would love to see them do well. All right, that sounds good. Uh, Jackie Finland with RugbyMag.com and Rugby Magazine. Uh, we're going to check back with you, obviously, as the, the D1 play, playoffs move on. And thanks a lot for that update. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, uh, coming up this weekend in the uh, College Premier Division on Friday, Central Washington is at UCLA. Uh, clearly, Central Washington needs that game if they want to push for third. Um, Kutztown at Rutgers, Navy at Delaware, Ohio State at Dartmouth, Penn State at Army, Oklahoma at Notre Dame, Texas A&M at Arkansas State, Air Force at Arizona State, uh, Arizona at Colorado. Utah plays Colorado State and Wyoming this weekend, and and uh, that actually is a is going to be a tough weekend for them. Even though those are both teams that haven't won a game yet, because playing two games in a weekend very difficult. Cal is at Cal Poly, um, UC Davis at Claremont. So the big big game there. Well, Air Force at Arizona State might be interesting in some way, but I think everybody agrees Penn State at Army is the game of the week. Absolutely, yeah, yeah that's that's the game of the week. I, I you know. Utah traveling and playing two games in one weekend is not Cal doing it, and it's not it's not uh, BYU doing it. So don't be shocked if something happens there that's a little quirky. I'm not suspecting it's going to happen, but Utah traveling and playing is not BYU and Cal doing two games in a weekend. I totally agree with you, Pat. I mean, after this weekend, 34-27 Air Force, those guys better be on their horse and 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 prepared to 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 really jam it because that. That result going into a double weekend, the, the, there's an accident written all over that. And, and I think the Delaware was it was a Delaware Navy. I mean that could be a bit of a as, as our English it's, friends love to say, banana skin game. It's it's uh, a Delaware. banana skin. It's a banana skin. Yes, a Navy at Delaware, and Delaware is they're just not happy because they they sh- they feel like they should be more in it, and and that's just part of the the whole story of the rugby East, which has been very competitive. But in the end, uh, we've got three teams at two and three, three teams that want to end up with a winning record. That will be a difficult one, and uh, and Penn State would be very happy to see. Navy lose at Delaware and Penn State beat Army, and then suddenly it's all it's all a mess again. Uh, Pat Clifton and Bruce McLean, thank you very much. And this is Alex Goff with RugbyMag.com on Rugger Matrix America College Edition. We will be back again to talk about this and discuss uh, what we really see in terms of the uh, uh, Division One playoffs coming up, and of course. Like you said, Pat, we've got the big showdown in the Atlantic Coast 
rugby league in Division One as well. And uh, we can talk a little bit. Also, perhaps we can throw in some ideas about uh, um, players of the players of the the, the season and potential All-Americans, things like that, see what we got. Um, a last thought, uh, Bruce, before we go. I'm I'm really looking forward to this weekend. I, I'm very excited to see the Penn State Army game. And I actually think that, that Delaware Navy is going to be an excellent game and banana peel is is a is a big uh is a is a big word for that. I wish I could go to all the Eastern games. All right. Uh Pat Clifton, final thoughts? Maybe I need to I need to, I need to get a college from your division team somewhere in the Midwest. So somebody in the Kansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, Iowa region wants to step up to the C P D that'll give me something uh, a little bit shorter commute to watch some of these games. All right. That's it. somebody better take action right now. All right. Well, that with with that, uh, thanks a lot, guys, and uh, we will see you next week on Rugga Matrix America College. Oh,